Okay, let's get into Parshas Tazria and Mitzora, Tavshin Pe Gimel. Uh, this year's uh, Parsha Shir, as we uh, pick up now in the post Pesach world, uh, Parsha Shiurim, and we get into issues of Tsaras, Nega Tsaras, Tazria and Mitzora. We start off with the Shemi Shmuel, a drasha that he gave in Tafresh Ayintas 104 years ago, in 1919, uh, where we have. Uh, his words there in source number in source number one. So here we go. Hine besefer yitzira says the Shemi Shmuel that it says in sefer yitzira a sefer that is miyuchas uh, going all the way back maybe even to Avram Avinu sefer yitzira in lamala me oneg ve'in lamata minega. There's a connection between oneg and nega says the Shemi Shmuel oneg oneg Shabbos right enjoyment and nega nega tsaras the letters are the same if you flip around the letters there's a relationship between them so what's the pshat so it's clear from this sefer yitzira somehow says the Shemi Shmuel that saras and Shabbos are opposites of each other. So, so how do we how how do we do that? Yes, saras is painful, and you're separated, and it's uh, not enjoyable. And Shabbos is very enjoyable, but there has to be obviously has to be something deeper. Everything about Shabbos is double, says the Medrash. Omer kafel shnei Omer laechad. The mun fell double two Omer's on Fridays. And then we have uh, the lachem Mishnah for that. Carbono kafel. The carbon of Shabbos is double. Uviyama Shabbos, shnei chvasim, two chvasim, two sheep are brought. On shokafel, mechalaleha, mos yumas. The, the punishment of Shabbos is expressed in a double ashon, mos yumas. Schara kafel, its reward is expressed doubly. Vakarasa la Shabbos oneg, lekvog kadosh Hashem, mechubad. Right, so it says, um, twice it says kavod, it says oneg. It's Mizmar. So everything about Shabbos is, has double. So, so what's the message of, of double Shabbos? Says the Shemi Shmuel, the Nira. This is not just about a double Lashon. There's something inherent about the uh, attributes of Shabbos. There's something kafal about Shabbos. Dahainu. Shabbos is a day that we become unified with Shabbos. Ki Shabbos hirazah de'echad, as it says in Kegavna. Umikal makom Shabbos harahim e'in olam Shabbos is connected to all Jews, but it also is me'ein olam haba, u'ba'olam haba yish l'chol tzadav v'tzadik madar b'fnei atzmo l'fik v'odo. We know by, in olam haba, what does it say? Kol Yisrael yish l'hem chelek l'olam haba. Not an equal chelek. Everybody has their own specifically tailored chelek in Olam Haba. Right? And that's Shabbos too. Ube Medrash Rabbah. Amr lo Rebbe. V'chiroa Adam l'chaveru l'olam haba. Lo kol tzadik v'tzadik. Havi le olam ba'atzmo. Shenemar ki olecha Adam al beis olamo. Everybody is going to the place of his olam. Olamim ain k'sivkan ela olamo. So olamo, every tzadik in olam haba goes to his own personal olam. So what's the mashal? So he gives a mashal. Mashal melech basav adam on line twenty-three. Everyone goes into the city in the same gate. When they go in, everybody's equal. Everybody goes into the same gate. 
Um, but once they get their room, everybody goes into the hotel. The same hotel, you go into the lobby. But once you get your room, everybody has a separate room in the hotel. Not everybody has the same room. It's the same thing with Shabbos and the same thing with Olam Abba. Everybody goes in, Shabbos. There's an equality. We all go into a gate. How? Malacha is equal. Right? The greatest Jews and the most simple Jews. We all have the same Malachas of Isser Malacha. And that we go into Shabbos equally. Right, we go away from Allah, and that's equal. But once we go in, the experience of Shabbos is different for every single person, depending on how much we put into Shabbos. That's only the going in is equal. Not everyone is equal. Everyone according to their madrega. Just like Shabbos, so to Olam Haba. Or just like Olam Haba, so to Shabbos. We all go in together, but everyone has their own space. And that's how the double aspect of Shabbos, right? Everything about Shabbos is double. There's a clolius aspect of Shabbos. And a Pratius aspect of Shabbos. Shashabbos Raza de Echad, who Ashar Likanis Bola Shabbos. One aspect is the Shar, the gate to go in. Avoyeshba Od Inyan Prati, Kolechad Befneasma, but there's also a specific, a Prat, Vizel Me'ain Olam that's Me'ain Olam And then he says maybe that's Zachar Vishamar as well. But now he gets into the top left, the next column. He says, That's the double element. It's about this issue, says the Shemi Shmuel. Right, everybody goes into the same one shar. And then he says, fascinatingly, even within the Asharis of Shabbos, maybe you have both of these elements. Where? Shekal Meleches Yad Kulan Shavin Leiser Kazek Kainzeb Oso Malacha regarding Malacha Shabbos everybody's equal but then there's an Iser and there's a mitzvah of Tumin what's Tumin right I can't plow and I can't cook and I can't color all those are equal Tumin it goes by me wherever I am that sets the Tum wherever I am that's my spot. Levad, if I'm all in the same city, okay. But, he says, that's that's a difference between the regular Samalacha that's equal and Tchumen is, is uh, particular. And then he quotes from his father, he quotes from the Avni Nezer, uh, that maybe this is even um, emphasized and reflected in the Gemara Tezim Shabbos, in Mara, when we got received Shabbos in Mara, we got the Malachis, but we didn't get Tchumen. Tchumen, why not? Why wouldn't we have gotten Tchumen? So explains Al-Pidrush that Tchumen is the personal, unique, tailored aspect of Shabbos. So maybe in Mara, we, we first got the generic, the general. Tchumen reflects the uniqueness for each person. And before Matan Torah, we didn't get this. We didn't get this aspect of Shabbos. They got the generic and equal one that everybody goes into. But we didn't get the Mador that everyone gets personally. 
Tomat Torah, they had the the, the clawless Mila that we all went out of ECS Mitzrayim. But the unique element that came later. So that is all Shabbos, the dull element of Shabbos. There's the clawless and there's the Pratis and the two elements of Shabbos. So he says, maybe now that's Oneg. Now let's get to Nega. And Saras both has a general, generic rejection and a personal loss that the person is uh, missing. Nagam also has a double element. Right, there's one general going out. Every Mitzorah has to sit outside the Machaneh. Equally, everybody is outside the Shalosh Machados. And he has to sit there and he has to tear his clothing and he has to grow his hair. That's equal. But then there's the personal element. Everybody gets their own form of saras. Which type of saras they get? There's saras on the body. There's saras on the hair. Uh, there's saras on the on the begadim. Um, there's saras on the bias. There's saras on a on a shchin and on a burn. All different rules of uh, of saras. So that personal tsaras that every single person might get, that's the personal element of tsaras that, that shows a, a rejection of the hashkacha, or in an ironic way, the more hashkacha, but Hashem cares about you, therefore he pushes, he's pushing you away to be able to come closer. But there's the other element, that he equally has to sit outside. So you have those two elements of um, nega to parallel and be the opposite of Onesh. Line thirty-six, and the onesh is kaful. Tsar hanega, right? The nega itself, as the Gemara says, The nega gives him kapara. That's for the personal. Tsar guf. The fact that he's sitting alone, that's equal. Shabbos, you go into the shar, and mitzora, you go out of the shar. You go out of all the sha'arim. Vitsara nega shebegufa lumas abagam shebamalas atzmo. That's the double. That's the double uh, for Shabbos. That's the double for Tsaras. And that's the pshat of the Sefer Hayetzira. Ein lamala meoneg ve'ein lamata binega. We have to do what we can to get the most out of Shabbos, both the generic way that we share Shabbos with all our fellow Jews and the unique experience of Shabbos that we're zochet to. The more we get put in, the more we will get out. Okay. We continue. So the Torah tells us, um, the beginning of uh, Tazria, we're not going to talk about that this year, the Tumas Yoledes, uh, but we're going to get right back into Tzarah. So Parakut Gimel. Hashem says to Moshe and to Aaron. Adam We know the four types, or the Shaim Shein Arba, types of Tzarah. And he has Tzarah. And he brings it to Aaron HaKohen. Right, the unique halacha of bringing it not to a doctor, but to Aharon. And the Gemara tells us that there are a number of sins that Saras comes from, but the most famous one is Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara. Ask here in the Sefer Lehisaneh, he asks, Yesh lahavin, madua ha'one shal Lashon Hara, eno chamur kolkach, 
Why is it that the onesh of hino chamor kalkach? Why is it so stringent and so chamor? Why is it only Jews? Why is it only Jews? Lashonara is so bad. It's like compared to the big three in one of the in another context. So why is it not the why is it only Jews? Why do umos ha'olam are, are they not mitsuve in lashon hara? Why isn't the punishment so bad uh, for them, so stringent for them as well? Shamati lavaris in yinkach. So he says, beautiful. He says yeshevdel tahomi ben yisrael umos ha'olam. There is a huge difference between our nations, between Am Yisrael and every other nation. Umos ha'olam gam ka'asher yesh benayim achdus. Nations of the world, even when they have achdus, what is that achdus based on? There's a purpose. There's a there's a goal for that achdus. Ein za'achdus shel emes, ela achdus chitzonis. There's an external achdus. Laman matara misuyemes v'chadoma. There's a financial uh, interest. There is a legal interest. There is a social interest. Whatever it is, but there's some type of interest from without, and that creates the achdus. Leumazos am Yisrael, but we have achdus that comes from within. We all come from our Avram Avinu. We are connected in soul. Right? There's no nation like us. No nation like us that feels for every Jew, wherever the Jew is. Lashon Hara is about breaking the connection of souls. So regarding the nations of the world, it's not so bad. Why? They're not connected in soul to start. Right? Every person it has its Salam Elohim, but it's not like they're connected to each other. isn't as pernicious because it's not breaking the soul connection that the nations have because they don't have one. Avo Yehudim, Shemadabram Lashon Hara, but Jews who speak Lashon Hara, Garmi Medivriam Pirid, we break the connection of souls. Shu Hefech Mahutam, we break the connection, the essence. In essence, we are connected, we are one. Alkein Enoshem Bech Onesh Achamer Shel Tzaras. What other nation has the concept of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh, the concept of Yatsa Motzi? If I did a mitzvah, if I did my religious obligation, but you didn't, I could still do it for you. I could talk for you. Well, well, that's because if you didn't do something, then I'm still lacking. Then I'm still lacking. We're connected in soul. And that's why Lashon Hara is more chamor for Jews, because we're naturally connected. Hashem created us connected. That's what Am Yisrael is. The, the shared experiences of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, of Kriyas Yamsa, of Maimar Sinai, connected us forever. And then here in the Sefer Lezanik, he quotes one of Rachman Lezlan, many, many stories. Many, many stories. He quotes a story from the uh, early 1900s, of Mendel Bailus, I'm sure that's how you pronounce it, the blood libel in Russia, this terrible story that they, they made up stories, they put him on trial for years and years, he sat in jail, till finally, years and years later, after they, uh, they finally acquitted him, because they realized there was no evidence, no evidence that, uh, that this uh, Christian boy was killed in order to get uh, the, the, um, you know, the blood for the matzahs. So he, they tell the whole story here, you can feel feel uh, free to, uh, to, to look at the history books also, but uh, towards the end, it just tells over one detail. It tells one detail uh, from one of the Rabbanim that was called to give testimony, the Rav of Moscow. The Rav of Moscow, he was, uh, he was called, if you look in source number three, Alavu Tal L'Shamesh B'Tafkid HaMumcheh L'Inyane Dat. 
Mitama Yehudim. He was the religious expert to come to talk to us about the uh, religious requirements. And obviously he told about the, the craziness of the, uh, the, the foolishness of the, uh, of the claim. And then he also quotes, Haram Nitzal Duchan Beis HaMishpat Obir, and he explained the following Ma'amar Chazal. Based on the Pirush of Ramir Shapiro. All Jews are connected. And since all Jews are connected on Aravim Zelazah, the girl of every Yachid, you know, we are all connected. Whatever happens to this Jew is something that happens to all of us, he said to the judge and to the jury. Every Jew in Saris. Anywhere in the world affects all Jews. And that's a difference between the Jewish nation and all other nations. Right? What does the Gemara say? In Yavamis, elsewhere, Atem Kruyim Adam. The Enachim Kruyim Adam. That's a source for uh for, for Tumah. But Apimachshava, you are called Adam. What do you mean? Isn't that biased? Isn't that racist? Only you're called Adam? No, no. Ha'am Kulonakshav Kadam Echad. What it means is that the Jews are called one Adam. One Adam. Because we're all connected. All Jews are on trial when one Jew is on trial. Right? They're called men and people. Of course they're people and men and Salam Elohim. Nations are called Anashim, but only Jews are called Adam. Because we're one. And after finally 32 months, 32 months of um, of being incarcerated, he was um, he was let out. But again, the the message of that rav during the trial was was we are one. Rachman al-Etzlan, as Jews are bitsaris, our Jews are Jews are uh, sitting shiva. Rachman al-Etzlan, all Jews are connected and together, and we feel the pain of each other. Ki'ishechad. And Lashon Hara only applying to Jews, that reflects that, that, uh, that idea. Okay, we continue. Says the, says the, uh, says the Torah. So we have all the different details of, of, uh, of Saras, and we know that there's a difference between a Mitzorah Musgar and a Mitzorah Muchlat. Right, the Torah tells us in Pasuk Dalid, Vim Baharis Lavanihi Barbisarova Mok Ain Maremina or Uzar Loa Fachlavan. We know there are three simanim of Tuma for a Sarah spot on the skin. Right, a Sarah spot, either it spreads, that obviously can't happen right away, you have to wait a week, or there is healthy skin inside the Sarah spot, that's called Michya, or there are two white hairs. So if neither none of those, if the if the first week the saraspat comes and it's a saraspat but it doesn't have the two white hairs and obviously it couldn't have spread yet and it doesn't have healthy skin in the middle, so the kohen closes off the person who says to go go home for a week. He goes away for a week. On day seven he comes. If the nega did not become bigger, it did not become bigger, and there's no healthy skin, and there's, there's no white hairs, then you put him away for a second week. Then a second week he's put away. And then, he sees him on day 13, right, after two weeks, because day seven could count for day one. It's gotten weaker, it did not spread. The Kohen says, Tahor. Right, he puts him away and he washes his begadim, meaning mikvah, v'tahir, Rashi, Rashi. V'chibes begadav v'tahir, ho'el v'niskak lehesager, 
Nikratame Vitsarak Tvila. Since he needed Hesker, he needed to be put away for a week, he's called Tame and he requires Tvila. Right. And the question is, ask the Drash David here, what does that mean? What does that mean that he required Hesker? Didn't he require Hesker because we weren't sure if this was going to be Tame? So Lemafreya, once retroactively, once after two weeks we realize it's not a Tsaras Muchletes, so shouldn't everything be Tor? We were Megale Lemafreya that there was nothing wrong. Why should he need a Tara process if he only had Hesker and not Techlet? Now let's read his words. The whole idea of Hesker requires explanation. Isn't Hesker um, for the reason to clarify if the Tsaras was real Tsaras or not? So why is there Dine Tuma if it turns out that it was not Tame? The Chulu. Vizera Mizik continues, line 11. Vitiaro Akoin. Mashba Shafilum Vesova Shaldover His Barer Kianega Bara Basar Tarhu. Ainadam Nasadar Meilov. And it sounds like that even if it comes out that it did not spread or, right, it got smaller, it's not that he's Tar Memela. Ela Hakoin Huzeshim Mitaharo. It's Vitiaro Hakoin. The Kohen is Mitarim. What do you mean the Kohen is Mitarim? He didn't have Saras. It come out that he didn't have Saras. So why should there be a process of Tahara at all? And why should the Kohen have to be Mitarim if it didn't, if he didn't um, become Tami? And again, he says that's what Rashi is driving at here. Ho'ol v'nizkak lehezger nikra Tame v'tzarak tefila. So what does that mean? So explains the Drash David here based on Chazal. Line 25 on the bottom. As we know, Saras is a message. Every aspect of Saras is a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We don't have these types of messages nowadays in the same clarity. We'll talk about that. But it's a message. And as Chazal say, it goes from light to heavier. And hopefully we'll get the message when it's still light. Like the Rambam writes based on Chazal and Ilchos Tumas Saras Perak Tezayin Vizeashinui now in source five. Turning the page. Vizeashinui ha'amar bebegadim ubebatim shekaratu Torah Saras b'shutfis Hashem. Even though they're all called Saras, they're very different. The three types of Saras that are discussed in the Torah and discussed in Masechus Degaim. Eino mi minhago shalolam. None of it is natural. Ela os upelahaya b'Yisrael. So all miraculous kedela has here in Milashen Hara to warn us. Shamasapar Balashen Hara Mishtanos Kiras Beso. First the house walls change color. Vim Chazar Bo Yitzar Abayis. Then he already does Shuba. Then then wonderful. And the house is going to become Tahar. Vim Amad Barisho Oshut That's Achut That's Abayis. But if he wasn't, and it wasn't until he had to destroy that section of the house, Mishtan and Kleha Or Shuba Beso. His clothing Shu Yoshi V'Shochev Alehen. Im Chazar Bo Yitzaru. If if he was Chazar Bo, then great. But if not, if it's Amad Barisho until he had to burn the clothing, Mishtanin Abagadim Sha'alav. Right? Vim Chazabu Vim Amad Oh, so first the Ramam says the materials in your house, the clay ha'or, Shiva Beso, yeah, that's at that stage. The Kalim. And if not the Kalim, then the clothing that you're wearing. And if the clothing that you're wearing doesn't work, until it comes to you. So says the says the Drash David, based on the Rambam in this concept, Adam Shekfar Bo and Agamakufa, if it's ready on your body then you're not totally pure. Hashem has already been trying to give you the message, and you haven't gotten it yet. So you do need shuva. 
you have already been in the world of Tumah. You're not Vadai 100% all the way, the extreme, but you're still in this world. We don't know if you're going to get Vadai Simani Tumanit. The fact that he's already in this state, we can already understand what his situation has been. Even if it comes out that this Nega is Tahar on his body, the fact that this person has a Nega on his body, which means it's after the stage of Kalim and Begadim and House. It might turn into Tumma. The fact that he might get to the final stage, he has to do tshuva, heitev. Before you get to the final, worst level, do tshuva. Nimsa. So where does it come out? This guy is an etzadik. Right? We say, oh, he requires a tara process. He does. Because he's already in this state. Nimsa shematzavo shalamuskar eno matzav shal safik ba'alma. It's not a total safik that we have no idea uh, whether he's deserving or not. Im asid hulihi tamayim lav. Elikfar ka'is already. Mora lo anega shalav lachu b'tshuva. Already the nega already reflects that. Raksha dayin nimsu madrega gazu. He still is not at the final stage that he won't need a carbon and but there's still so much shuba that he needs to do. And that's why there's, there's a, a, a process of Tara even for a Musgar, even for a Musgar. What's the message for us? Explains the Drash David. Hashem talks to us in so many ways. And we have to try to get the messages, you know, while he's still giving us, you know, messages that aren't as stringent. Rahman al-Islam, we don't ask why. Sometimes the Baruch gives gives signs very stringent to Tzadikim and Tzadik Varalo. Yes, that's true, and Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't answer that question. But the general message, the great obligation, all the signs that Hashem shows us to do tshuva. Before it's too late, Hashem always sends us signs. There's a person that has an illness and then he gets better. A person shouldn't think that if he was ill, some, he had an almost sorrow. Okay, I'm good. An almost sorrow means that Hashem wants to give you a message. And we have to do what we can to be and We have to always look. Always look and know every single thing that happens to us in life has a message. Has a message. We're in the, we find a spot, we don't find a spot. Everything in life has a message for us that we have to try to do our best to be able to, to gain the messages from before it gets to a later stage. Okay. Okay, let's continue with another thought. Again, when we have many thoughts relating to Tsaras, every parsha of the Torah has messages for us. Towards the end of the parsha, towards the end of the uh, first parsha, the end of Tazria, uh, when we uh, in the uh, halacha of uh, Yimareit Rosho, right? Those are the halachas of Kireach or Gibeach. If a person has hair and then there is a bald spot in the middle of where he's supposed to have hair, not natural, natural baldness, then the halachas of that area is just like the rest of the body. You have uh, saras on skin, but there are special halachas if somebody has hair and then there's a all of a sudden his hair falls out. In the area where he's supposed to have hair in an unusual way, 
so then there are special halachas of uh, tzaraz there, uh, different types of uh, uh, colors of hair. Says the pasuk of hatsarush aboanega. But now the pasuk says, what happens if what, what is the halacha of someone who has tzaraz? He has to tear his clothing, like a, an avel, and, a, and a, someone who is in cheirim, uh, grow his hair long, he calls, he calls tame tame. What exactly does that mean? The tame tame yikra, says the Rashi, mashmiashu tame v'yifrashu he should call out to people that he is Tameh so that they know to stay away from him. Tameh, Tameh, Yikra. But it's interesting. There's a Gemara Masecha Shabbos. You look in source number six. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us, Elon Perosov, a tree that's not doing well, the tree that its fruit are falling off. Sokra Basikra, Vatona Bavanen. You have to, you know, mark it and help support it with stones. Help support it with stones. So Bishlama Tana Bavana Kihadalakhashheli, you support it with stones, that's your establish to make this tree stronger. Elasokra Basikra my refua covid by marking it with a red paint, like Basikra, it sounds like the uh by Meister Behema. Why should you mark it with red paint? Kihechi de inshi. So people see, people will know that the red paint trees are the ones that are sick, that need help. And they'll daven for you. Unbelievable, right? That the, uh, they had a way to mark trees that were not doing well. So when a Jew passes by a tree, they see that this tree is sick and they'll daven for this tree. Says Rashi there. To let people know, where does this come from? What's the source of such halacha? That you mark things off so that people know, so they'll daven. It's the b'risa relating to tzaras. On our pasuk. Yes, Rashi quotes. It's about telling people they stay away from you, but there's another chazal, telling people so that they daven for you. He'll do, try to do tshuva, and other people will daven that he comes back. So Tami Tami Yikra is mentioned by a mitzorah, a mitzorah, you daven for a mitzorah, so that he could he does tshuva, and that he could come back, and, and he could uh, not be in the, that situation of pain anymore. And that's related to... This Gemara in Shabbos, Samach Zayin, if a tree is ill, then you mark the tree. Asks the uh, Achron here, and Lesitcha Elyon is a uh, uh, contemporary Likut, Tzorach Lahavin, Halotumas HaMetzorahena Meyatumas HaChamuros. Somebody has Saras, it's a very Chamur situation. Hu Tzorach Lateis Chutz Lagimomachanos, he goes outside all the three Machanos. That's worse than Tamei Mesu goes out of one. Worse than than a Zav and a Zavio Leathers who goes out of two. Metzorah goes out of all three. Lasheves Badad Meruch Meruchach Meyatzibur Tzar Ayom, all of Alone. That's we understand. He calls tummy tummy, so let people to let people know that they ask. But here by the tree, one of his trees is losing some fruit. Maybe this is a rich guy. This is a rich guy, and one of his trees is not doing well. How could you compare somebody who has saras and somebody whose tree is sick and not performing well? Somebody has saras, his life is upside down. He can't go to work. He can't get an aliyah. He can't, he can't function properly. Somebody whose tree, maybe he has a hundred other trees. How could the, how can we compare and how could Chazal, uh, put that Put that together. Explains here, he quotes this from Rafhaim Freelander, right? The Sipse Chaim, Mashkiach and Panovich, down in source number seven. Chazal Limdunu as Goldel Maalas Nosei Baolam Chavero. Chazal are teaching us 
if another Jew is in pain, it's not our job to measure, oh, how much pain is he in? You know, is that enough pain for me to daven for him? Is that enough pain for me to, to identify with him? If any Jew has any level of pain, that's it. It's my job to feel for him. What on the tsar scale? How much tsar is there? In tsar nora ketuma saraz, is it tsar nora, like unbelievable tsar, like saraz? Oh, afilu tsar shall rechush koshu, even a little bit of, of loss of his property. Bechol mikre chaverecha sovel. It doesn't matter how much your friend is suffering, whether he has saraz or his tree is sick. That's the message of Chazal. It applies by a mitzorah, and it applies if somebody's tree is sick, you mark it with red. No matter what, you have to uh, gird your loins. And we know, and he quotes from a, a number of Dole Yisrael, the various stories of those great ones that, that felt for each other, that felt for the, for the uh, fellow Jew, in a way that shows that they're in their they're in their shoes. They're in their shoes. He quotes a story about Reb Nachman Parchavitz, right? The famous Mashkia, famous Rosh Hashim in the Mir, Reb Nachman, Chidusha Reb Nachman. All right, he's a son-in-law of Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. So stories that he quotes here relating to the love that he had. Achan Talmidim, one time one of the Talmidim came to him with a Bayam Subachas with a complicated question. Hi, Reb Nachman Yoshev. Reb Nachman sat with him hours and hours until he figured out an answer. You think, he doesn't give anybody any time, right? He has to prepare Shirim. One of his one of his students was going back to England, to his parents' house. He went to say Shalom, and Reb Nacham he says, I have, a, I have a very important Eitzah for you. Very important Eitzah for you. The Talmud says, really? He's going to give me an Eitzah, how to stay spiritual during Ben Azmanim, how to make sure I keep my Sedarim. Right, what is he going to tell me? Rabbi Nachem Omar lo Ka'avrachum. The Rabbi Nachem says, you know what? It's hot here in Eretz Yisrael. In England, it's probably colder. Make sure you take a coat. Make sure you take a warm coat because you never know what the weather's going to be like there. That's a Rebbe. A Rebbe is not just about the spiritual state of the Talmud, but the whole mahus and everything that he might need need in order to in order to uh, succeed in order to succeed. And then there are other stories he quotes here from the other Rashi Yeshiva of the Mir, Rav Chaim and others uh, who heard about a terrible tragedy. One story he told heard about a, a car accident on a Friday. Uh, where a number of people, Rahman al-Islam, were injured or killed, and Reb Chaim Shmulevitz heard about it, and for half an hour he can't stop crying. Again, someone who feels for a fellow Jew, even if they don't know, even if they don't know. So many stories like this about the Chavetz Chaim and others, but uh, this is the message. Tamei Tamei when it comes to Tsar of a fellow Jew, we don't measure. We don't take out a ruler and say, how much, how much Tsar is this Jew in? Is it worth it for me to, to identify with this Tsar? No, no, no. There's, no. there's no measurement when it comes to that kind of Tsar. Okay. And we continue now. And we get to Nigei Batim. Nigei Batim is the last one. We know Parshas Tazria finishes with Saras of Begadim. And now Mitzora gets into the process of Tahara and then teaches us about Nigei Batim, as if it's something separate, right? The Rambam said before that we saw, right? We use the same word, Saras, for all different types of, 
of the uh, maladies, but it's very different. Saras of the house and saras of the begin and saras of the person, they're all very different. They're all very all the the rules are different. The simani tumah are different. But here we have. We have it in Mitzorah. Kisavo al Eretz Kenan. When you come to Eretz Kenan, Sharanino, Sin Lachem Lachuza, Venasati Negat Saras, Bevez Eretz Achuzaschem. And I will place Negat Saras. And all the Mepharshim, starting with Chazal, are bothered by that word, Venasati. And I will place. Venasati is usually from the word Matana, a gift. You're giving something. Is Nega a gift? Hashem is giving us. Right, what is that, uh, what kind of gift is that? So, of course, Rashi quotes, we'll get back to this, let's just quote it now, though. Besorahilahem, this is a besorah, it's a besorah tova. What does it mean, nasati? It's a gift. Why should Nagam ba'am alayam? That there's going to be Nagam on the house. Lafishet minu, emoriyam atmonio shalzav, vikiros bateyam, because the emoriyam that lived in these houses before the Jews came in, had hidden all of, much of their gold in the walls of the house. They heard for 40 years that the Jews are eventually going to come into Eretz Canaan, and therefore they hid all of their valuables in the walls. And through the nega, you have to break down a certain part of the house, right? The nega went exactly where the spot was, where they hid. You're going to break down that area, and you're going to find the treasure. So it's a matana. It's a matan of an asati negatsaras. Okay, we'll get back to that. But if you look in the Mishnah Sachir, Mishnah Sachir is Rav Teichtel, the author of the Eim Habanim Smecha, which is Kedarko, this, uh, this thought is going to be, uh, in that realm, in that realm. The Gemara Chagiga, the first parak tells us, he's going to get to the Pasik, uh, that we're talking about in the second half of his, uh, his, uh, piece. But the Gemara Chagiga, the first parak tells us that Hashem cries a number of tears for different events. He cries for people who shouldn't be learning, who are learning, for people who are learning that shouldn't be learning. He cries for uh, you know, leaders that take too much power. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries, one of the cries, the tears is for Ge'onam Shal Yisrael, the pride of the Jewish people. Shenital mehem nital The pride of the Jewish people that that is uh, that was taken from them. And he writes, I don't, I don't remember what Daf is on. He wrote all, the whole Sefer, all of this farm from memory. Unbelievable. He wrote, it's from Mesechas Chagiga, but he wrote all of this without Sfarim. But I remember the following Shah. What does it mean that Hashem is cries that we don't have pride? It's not that everybody else in the world pushes us down. And we don't, we're not, we don't have pride in the eyes of others. We don't have pride in the eyes of ourselves. That's the problem. They lost the, the uh, personal national pride that every other nation has. Every nation right, has, has certain uh, the, the pride of that country. And they wave the flag. And they wave, this is my religion. This is my country. There's a, there's a certain pride. It says, but we don't have it. Al Shehim Am Yisrael. We don't realize what we have. We don't realize that that we we are the gift and we have a gift. We go into the other nation, the other lands, and we sell our our uniqueness and our pride for a bowl of lentil soup like Esav. Al Kain. So if we do that, says the Ema Benam says the Mishnah Sacher, we go into Galus. And uh, we are lost there, spiritually. And we think this is it. And we sell our national pride. Right? Let's say, America is Medina Shal Chesed, as Ramosha Feinstein called it. An amazing country that gives us freedom of religion. But people forget. People think that they're Americans, first and foremost. They forget their Abdei Hashem. 
right? Americans are wonderful. I'm also an American. But we're Avde Hashem first and foremost. And Ebed Hashem that happens to be living in America for a certain amount of time. And Ebed Hashem that happens to be living somewhere else. But says the Mishnah Sacher, if we forget that, Right, he echoes the words, right, he's talking here during World War II. The Meshachachma said this a couple of decades before him. If we forget, Gershbarachu comes knocking. Right, no gullus in history of 2,000 years has ended well. Gershbarachu comes and reminds us that we're in gullus and we shouldn't have pride to be part of that country. Okay, it could be nice, but the ultimate pride is to be Ebed Hashem. And to come back to Eretz Yisrael, because that is the ultimate, that is the uh, goal, and that is our home. And that is our home. And that's alluded to in our Pasuk. Now he says, When you come to Eretz Kenan that I give to you, I'm going to give you, and it's a matana, I'm going to give you a nega in your land of Achuz Aschem. So we're going to darshan. That's in Golas. Hashem's going to give us a nega in Eretz Achuz Aschem to bring us back. When we are so shakua and sunk into the nations of the world, when we think that all the lands of Gullus, that's our homeland. And we think it's comfortable here, and there's no even thought to that the, this is not the, the land. I have all my restaurants, I have all my yeshivas, I have all my spirituality here, says the Mishnah Sachir, and we forget. And we don't come back, right, us, and we don't think about the center for the Jewish future and history, and destiny. Hashem sometimes brings saras, brings makos and plagues in those lands. He could write this. He's going through it. Right? He experienced this in, the, in, the, in Europe as a, uh, as a chassid, as a satmar chassid. He experienced this, but he recognized, he recognized that you know, we have to have our eyes focused on, on Eretz Yisrael. And we have to recognize when there's a nega, right? World War II was the ultimate nega. The, there was never a nega in the history of the world that was worse. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, four years after that, allowed, allowed Am Yisrael as a nation to come back. The Kasha the unbelievable miracles that, that, that the, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky talks about, it's unfathomable. Four years after our nation was decimated, that we're able to, to, to stand strong and stand proud. We see now how all of us are yearning. What a bracha it is. What a matana is. Nasati. So we focus. Remember the line of the Meshachachma in Bechukosai came Choshim Sheberlin Yerushalayim. Umama, again, we're not, we don't understand God's ways. But the message of every Gullus, no Gullus ending, ending well, that's something that history has repeated itself over and over again. Umama, Oday, Meusher, Umutzlach, Meimanichinos, Olashubay, Leha, Vekol Eze, Meitza, Amuka, Shalalokeinu. It's from the Eitza, Amuka, Vagadish Baruch, Shalonitza, Varatza, Zagayim, we don't get lost 
in those lands out there. Ragnosha, we come back. So, Kisaval Eretz Kenan. When, so this key might be a, a different uh, meaning for what he's saying. To get you back to Eretz Kenan, that I give you for an Achuza, I'm going to give you a nega in the lands that you think is your Achuza. In order to get you back here with me to Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Uh, moving right along. So after we find these treasures, after we um, right, cut out the the, uh, the area of our wall and we find the treasures, the halacha is, and the Ramban and the Nitziv, we spoke about this Nitziv about a decade ago in source number nine, the halacha is that you can't put back the same rocks. You took out the rocks, let's say you washed them and now they're clean, and then you found the treasure, you can't put back the same rocks. And ask the Nitziv in source number nine, no, why not? You go to Zohar, Zohar and Mitzorah. What do you need new stones for? Just put back the same stones. You found the treasure. You got what Hashem wanted. Put back the same stones. Beginnings and foundations have to be pure. Have to be pure. And if not, there'll be Rochtoma. They say when the Velazhni Yeshiva was built, the cornerstone, when it was originally started... You know, that first Reb Chaim Yivalashin cried. He cried by the by the cornerstone because he wanted it to be pure. He wanted to make sure that it was all Hashem Shamayim. Mikalshigen Kananim. So what happened here? These houses that you've taken part of it at, you're going to put back the same stones and it'll be considered the same house. There won't be any Panam Chadash's Balakan. What kind of uh, Kavanah did the Kananim, did those nations have when they built these houses? It was Tumah, it was Avodah Zara. Hashem wants us to take apart the houses so that we can put it back together. Because beginnings and foundations really set the stage for everything that happens afterwards. And if you look in the Eish Tamid, the Eish Tamid, Rabbi Juk quotes this uh, Nitziv, and then he quotes two other elements, two other sources that relate. First is Arrived and Tamid. There is a commentary of the Rivid and Masechus Tamid. Some say it's a different Rivid. There were at least three Rivids in the Rishonim. There was a Rivid, the famous Rivid that wrote on the Rambam, and he's also um, uh, on the uh, uh, wrote with the Balamor, the Rivid on the bottom of the Rift. That's all the same Rivid, and the Tmim Deim. That's all one Rivid. And then there's his father-in-law is the Rivid Balha Eshkol. Uh, that's another Rivid. And then there's a Rav Av Bezdin. That's not a Rivid. That's another. Um, and there are others. There's, there's another Rivid a little bit later. But anyway, it says the Eish Tamid. That the, uh, the, so we have a commentary of the Ravid on, on Masechus Tamid, one of the Rishonim, if it's not the Ravid. So the Mishnah Tamid tells us that there were certain milos that happened with the city of Yericho. Right? From Yericho, you could hear the gate of the Beis Amigdash opening in the morning. From Yericho, you could hear the shovel that they, that, uh, that they uh, dropped in order to make a loud noise. To let everybody know that he's about to do the avod in the morning, the kohen. They heard the singing of the arza. They heard all of these amazing uh, elements, right? They heard the the kohen wake everybody up in the morning. They heard uh, the kol eights of the asa ben katan muchni. They heard the kiyar being lowered down, the pulley. All these uh, were heard, and they smelled the the Torah in Yericho. So, so the, the Ravid explains there in his commentary on Tamid, it's not that from Yerushalayim all the way to Yericho you heard this. That would have been a nace. That's not just Yericho. It just means all the way until Yericho? No, no, no. It means only in Yericho. In Yerushalayim all these things took place and you also heard it in Yericho. Why? Because Yericho is the truma of Eretz Yisrael. Yericho was the first place conquered. In Eretz Yisrael, 
and firsts and foundations are special and defining. He quotes from the Moriah Rav Chasid. To call Hanukkah the Tani Shayin Yisrael Biyericho, Maisanis, it was all miraculous. V'davka Biyericho Yenishma, Velo B'Shard Stadim, not elsewhere. Lefisha Yericho Yisakamo Tachas Yerushalayim, Mebreishahu Tchilas Kibush Eretz Yisrael. It was the beginning. Ukimo Shetrumas Hadogon Tzorach Litro Meharishis, just like Truma you take from the beginnings. Kain Nitrima Eretz Yisrael Atzma, the Truma of Eretz Yisrael. Is Yericho. And that's why Yoshua was Machrim. Yoshua said, You can't take it from any of the spoils of Yericho, even though it wasn't commanded. <laughs> Says the Rabbit, it's like Yerushalayim in that way, and that's why, for, in order for people to recognize this, Hashem gave a miracle every single day that all of these elements, all of these events in Yerushalayim were also felt and seen and, and smelled in Yericho as well. But what do you see from that Raivin now explains to the Eshtamid? Mavur Yisod Atzum Shel Yericho Yeshna Kedusha Miyuchedes Bebreshi Yereshisa Shel Eretz Yisrael Beginnings are crucial. Beginnings are crucial and that's what we have in uh, the uh, houses that are built by the Emorium, you can't put back the same stones. And Yericho, that's the basis, that's the foundation of Eretz Yisrael. And he quotes one more. He quotes one more. The Gemara in Baba Basra and Dav Gimel. The Gemara there says that a wall that is wants, that you want a wall to be four amos high, then it has to be at least five tachem wide. If it's five tachem wide, that could support a wall that is five amos, five amos high. So he asked the Gemara, but the wall in the base Hamikdash was 30 amos high. And it was only six tvachim wide. So if five tvachim wide is for four amos, so six tvachim wide could be for 30 amos? So how could that work? So explains the Gemara, yeah, because as long as the bottom, right, after, as long as there's an extra tefach on the bottom, next to the five tvachim, it's six, so then you can make it even higher. Make it even higher. What do you see from there? Says the, you can read that Gemara a hundred times and not get a message. Says the, the answer is, no, no. If the base, if the foundation is strong, then that's all you need. Even a little bit stronger. You don't have to worry about the ratios. That's the mile and the chashivas of ratios, of foundations, of kavanas to start. Whenever we have a project, whenever we have we have any type of uh, of process that's starting, we have to try to make sure that the beginnings the beginnings are pure. Okay, one final thought for uh, uh, the shir for this week, and that's just the ha'ar of Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai at the end of the whole process, right? Zo satora, right? When it's a, a, a review, uh, it's a sum up of all of of uh, of Tsaras all the way at the end of the section in Mitzorah, right before we get to the the, the final part, section of the parsha, which talks all about the people who are Tame, Zav, Zava, uh, Nida. The Torah says, Zos HaTorah, Lachol Nesek. These are all the rules of Saras, and for the Nesek, Nesakim, we said that's on the Herald, Saras HaBeged, Vila Bayis, Vila Seis, Vila Sabachas, Vila Beheres, that was last, the, the last parsha, Vichul, Zos Torah HaTorah. So, Adrian Rabbeinu Bachai notes, that the order in the Torah is not the order that we know we saw in the Rambam before and the Chazal say. What did, what did Chazal say? First it goes from the house. That's the first message. And then it goes to the Begadim. And then maybe to, according from the Rambam it goes to the Kalim and then the Begadim. And then it goes to the person's Guf. But it's the exact opposite order than it's said in the Torah Shebech Torah Shebech first has Saras HaGuf and then gets Saras HaBeg and then has Saras HaBayis. Says Rabbeinu Bachai and he says this a number of times. He uses this concept. 
both in halachic terms and to explain the structure of the Torah, to use this in many different applications. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says the Torah didn't want to say the normal, per honest type of way, that the house and the begin and the goof, which means that the person didn't get the message. The Torah didn't want to say that. Why? Right, the Torah didn't want to say that type of uh, process. The Torah starts off by saying goof, okay, you have, and then it goes backwards. It goes backwards. Because didn't want to say a seder a peranis, so that's why he says it the opposite way. See, even in just the juxtaposition and the way the Torah formulates things. And Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar uses this even in the context of halacha. Last week's parsha, last week we didn't have a shear. So I thought maybe I'll just, uh, be, to be Yotzi a little bit, parsha Shmini. We mentioned this years ago. Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar discusses the eight shratzim, right, the chomet, the tachamet, the eight shratzim that are matame, a person. Why isn't the nachash one of the shratzim? Ask Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar, the nachash is the ultimate symbol of evil. So in thirteen, why, do, why isn't a nachash one of the the shratzim Says nachash is dangerous. We don't want anybody to think twice if they see a nachash. You know, oh, it's going to be metame me. No, no, it's not metame you. A person might hesitate and not kill it because about the Tumah. Right? People might think Tumah, you remember the story in Yuma, the, 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 the father was more worried about Tumah's Kalim than he was worried about his son's life. But Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't want us to have that hesitation. So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, Rechad Dachinoam. It already comes from Chazal. Already the Gemara has, Rechad Dachinoam. The Gemara in Sukkah about what a, what a Hadas is, the, the first Tosfus on, uh, in, uh, the first Daf in Yavam is Tosfus discuss Rechad Dachinoam. But Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar uses that numerous times, including right here. The structure of Tazriya Mitzora is such so that Rechad Dachinoam, it doesn't give us the process of Puranus about a person not getting the message. Our message is that we have to get the message. We have to get the message from HaGadosh Baruch Hu, uh, as soon as we can and act in that way to do tshuva gemura from whatever we need to repent from. Okay, we'll stop here, Hashem. We'll continue next time with the next double parsha of Achremos and Kedoshim.